Good morning and welcome to Where Entrepreneurs Thrive. My name is Russ Nolting. I'm the Regional Director for KW Colorado. On this week's episode, we're speaking with Colleen Kelly to discover how she became the entrepreneur we see today and what makes her thrive. Colleen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. So excited about this. Well, let's dive right in. Tell us your story and how you got into real estate and how you got to KW. Excellent. So I started in the uh, real estate realm back around 2002. Um, I started off in mortgages. I did that for a number of years. And then I actually had the opportunity to be the general manager of a startup real estate brokerage with no license and said, okay, that sounds like Did fun. you say with no license? No real estate license. So, so managing, but not licensed. Okay, cool. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't a managing broker, but I was, I was running yeah. the operation. So um, it, it was a lot of fun. Actually, it was a great year. We recruited a bunch of agents and, and we were profitable in our first year, which I thought was quite the accomplishment. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you know, I think I'll open my own brokerage, still no license. So, <laughs> so I was in that process. And by this time we're in, uh, you know, mid beginning, mid 2007. And I kind of decided maybe I won't open a brokerage. Right. <laughs> so I was pretty far in the process and put everything on hold and said, I, I think I'll go get licensed now. Cause I thought that would be a good time to get a real estate license. In yeah. So I actually, I got my license towards the end of, of 2007 uh-huh. and decided I did not want to stay where I was after stepping down as the GM. So I was, I, I had my sights set on an a independent Dallas brokerage, um, Ebby Howard. Did you say Dallas? Mm-hmm. That's where I was at the time. Got it. So I, uh, I was actually a rodeo practice. Um, we do things like that in Texas. <laughs> My daughter ran high school rodeo. So, and I, and I met somebody there sitting in her truck because it was miserable outside. And she's like, well, agent, I'm with Keller Williams. Come work with me. We'll team up and we'll be a team. And I said, all right. <laughs> so I ended up going to Keller Williams and teaming up with this complete stranger that I didn't know. And uh, we, we sold real estate there for 10 years and, uh, wow. and had a very solid business going. So, so. Yeah. So you got your license and and became a um, a sales agent right at the start of the recession. Yes, okay. February of two thousand and eight, I started with KW. February fifteenth, as a matter of fact. Got it. So and and uh, and I assume that your entire career you've been licensed with KW. Yes. Got it. So what was it like selling real estate in February of 2008, brand new to the business in terms of sales? Um, you know what? I think it was great. And, and I tell new agents getting their license right now, and they're really kind of struggling with things. It's the best possible time in any sort of adverse market condition because you simply don't know any different. Yeah. And so put your head down, you go to work. Nobody told me that that was a bad market. I mean, people would say it, no, oh, I closed so much last year and can't close anything. I was like, well, okay. You know? Um, so, yeah. and, and you just go to work and, and you build your business that way without, without the preconceived notion that it should be better than it really is. Yeah. Next week, we've got uh, Ryan holiday coming to a KW event on Monday and his, his, um, his keynote address is going to be on the obstacle is the way. And whenever I hear the title of that book that he wrote, I haven't read it yet, read a bunch of his books, but I don't think I've read that one. 
I think about 2007 because I opened a brokerage in 07. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it, that was the way. I mean, there was nothing else to do except sell. Yeah, so. I, I was very fortunate that I didn't. And I mean, I had my lease signed. I had my franchise agreement. I mean, I was ready to go. Right. And, and backed out of all of it. And and there was a really high producing Remax agent that opened a brokerage right not too far from, from where I was going to open. And he went completely bankrupt. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you spent about 10 years selling in Dallas uh, with a partner at this, at this office. Yes. What did your sales look like? I mean, what, what did, what did those 10 years look like generally speaking? Um, we built steadily. Uh, we were up to my business partner and I were up to about 60 units a year. So it was solid business. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, consistently probably top 5% of our market center. We were, um, we had the benefit of being in a market center that, um, you know, Jimmy and Linda McKissick were the owners and, and David Osborne was an owner. And so there was just a lot of very high level um, thinking and advancement opportunity there. Yeah. So the conversation was always very elevated. It was nice. That's cool. 60 units used to be a lot. Yeah. I mean, now we see these mega teams doing hundreds and hundreds of units, but um I remember looking at rosters back in the early 2010s and very, very few people were hitting those kinds of numbers. So 60 is great. Yeah, it was, it was, like I said, it was pretty solid business. We were, we were were pretty happy with it. So So what happened next after these first 10 years in Dallas? So then my team leader stopped me in the hall one day and said, Hey, Colleen, do you want to move to Colorado? Go be a PC. And I, and I said, um, maybe she happened to be Don Sarno's maps coach. Oh, small world. So, um, so I, I went home, I talked to my son was a junior in high school. I said, Hey, you want to go do your senior year in Colorado? And he's like, heck yeah, let me go pack. Let's go do it. Um, so we, we came up to Colorado in the summer of 2017 and started, uh, I started as a PC. So Market I didn't know with nobody here that I knew. And uh-huh. yeah. Did you know that in about, I think it was 2018, I became Don Sarno's maps coach? I, I have heard you say that before. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say, small world. <laughs> it is really, I had no idea. That's so funny. So, um, so you moved to a new town mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a, uh, um, a market center that was, that was, had been around for some time and um and you became the pc and don was the tl yes so what did that look like starting a new business in a new town it was a blast i mean it was really fun so um i did not coach brand new agents which was kind of my stipulation when i came i said i you know the 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 mentors at the time, and, and it's still that way, the, the launch coach now um, does their compliance side of things. And I was like, mm, you know, I've never sold there. It's probably not a good idea having me do it. Right. Um, so my target agent uh, client list was those agents that kind of had some deals under the belt, knew how to do a contract, um, weren't quite ready to go move on to maps coaching. Um, or maybe they were, but they really wanted that interactive one-on-one 
face to face. And that's who I started coaching and built my business that way. That's great. So, um, so that was 2016, 2017. And, uh, and, and so you've been doing that for the last five, six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm technically not the PC in the office anymore. I turned that title over to Bowtie Ben, who's fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I decided to go back to school uh-huh. <laughs> at this age and pursue more education. Um, so kind of turn that over to Ben and, uh, yeah. So how many people do you coach currently? Got about 20 people that I coach right now. Um, And are all of them in the, the Westminster office or are you coaching outside of that office as well? I coach some people outside of that office. Mm -hmm. Um, we have one of our, uh, teams that we coach over in the office too. So, Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also do some, so, uh, my degree programs in executive coaching. So I also do some leadership executive level outside of real estate too. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So you're coaching, you're in school. Tell us more about that. Uh, <laughs> again, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was thinking this is a good idea. So I went back for my master's in executive coaching and organizational behavior mm-hmm. and about just finished my halfway mark of that program. So I got another year to go. And uh-huh. it's great. It's, I'm learning, I am learning um, just an amazing amount of information, meeting incredible people, um, working on my ICF uh, credentialing to really elevate my skills as a coach. Yeah. For those who don't know what ICF is. International Coaching Federation. Uh-huh. So... Yeah. So what do you get by, by earning that designation? I mean, what, what's the, what, what is, what's the goal for this, of this, of this for you? So there's a, there's, um, you know, we, we live in our bubble, which is, it's a good bubble. Yeah. You like our bubble. Um, it's a recognized, it's, the ICF is kind of like NAR, only international. Right. Uh, of the coaches world. So they are the premier recognized organization worldwide for credentialing. And um, they are not a um, regulatory organization, but they're kind of just like NAR has our code of ethics and stuff. So does the ICF. And in some locales, they are semi-regulatory for some countries. So, um, so it, it, it gives a lot of, you know, if you have that credential, you've achieved a certain level of education and you coach in a certain way. And I've noticed um, MAPS has started to to have more and more of their MAPS coaches, the ICF credentialed, which is really great too. Yeah, super. So, okay. um, You're coaching, you're going to school. What other things? Are you selling real estate now? I'm not, you know, uh, towards the end of 2021, decided to get back into selling real estate so i i ventured down that road went on some appointments um i think we might have even closed a deal or two but it was like i started you know i'd go to bed and then i'd get up and go oh i'm gonna go do some market research because i get kind of obsessive about things so right i decided pretty quickly i was like i think i really need to focus on coaching and uh that's kind of where my heart is so i stepped back from the I, my goal was to to sell six to 10 homes a year, have enough money to buy some more investment properties. But I was yeah. like, yeah, I can, I can hold off on that for now. Right. 
So you mentioned investment properties, and I know when you and I were driving to the airport recently um, after a KW event, um, you were talking about investment properties. Is that a, is that another side hustle for you? A little bit. I have I've got two long term rentals in Texas, and then I have a short term rental in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is there a goal to have more? Um, not right at the moment. Mm-hmm just not right at the moment. There may be down the road. There was, there was prior to kind of taking this a little bit of a, a step back on the income side of things. Yeah. Uh, to school. So, you know, right. kind of have to level things out here and there. Got it's it. a nice little uh, side, yeah. side of income for sure. So Colleen, uh, when Keller Williams added the purpose statement that we are the place where entrepreneurs thrive, um, I'm just curious what your thoughts were around that. That was the greatest thing. Uh, so of, of the various phrases KW has had over the years, and, and there's been a few, I think that is far and away the best they've, the best they've put out there. I think it, it, it completely encompasses what KW is about. And, you know, there's a lot of good real estate companies out there. And so I don't disparage them. And there's some, some really good fits for some agents that might not be Keller Williams. Yeah. But if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want success on your terms, yeah. uh, KW is, is really the only place to be at. It's, uh, so when I think of KW, I think of a yes company. Huh? So I have an idea. I want to go do this. Great. Right. Let's go do it. How can we support you? What, 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 what do you need from us? And I think that is, you know, it's, that's what being an entrepreneur is all about is, is pursuing your dreams and going after it. So, yeah, your, uh, your history with KW is an interest, interesting one from my perspective in that uh, starting, starting your career uh, with KW in, in Jim and Linda's office and with David Osborne, you've been around some people who have really um, stood out in our company as entrepreneurs um, how, how has, have those relationships inspired you? You know, so one of the things that we were, we, that was emphasized very, very early on is it's really hard to retire from real estate as a realtor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point in time, it's hard to keep selling. Yeah. So you need other streams of income. Mm-hmm. So profit share was emphasized obviously. Um, And so was investing in real estate. And that's how I ended up with the investment properties I have was because of that continuous emphasis um, and hearing stories of people who, who went, I had investment properties. I had five back in the Uh nineties. It didn't go well. (laughs) I'm just going to say no idea what I was doing. Uh, and uh, I was married at that time and, and, and it, it just didn't go well when, you know, when the DEA is banging down the door of one of your properties, you know, that's not a good day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he was very, very reluctant to get back into it. And I kind of pushed us forward after, after being in that office and having that emphasized on a continuous basis. Yeah. So you think about your future. How are you going to get passive income? What are you going to do when you're not selling real estate? What, what's your future going to hold? Do you want another career in real estate? Do you want to go be a team leader? Do you want to go, do you want to progress to a corporate level job? Do you want to go, you know, do you want to open a subset? Do you want to open a big team in KW? I mean, that's that right. whole entrepreneur, entrepreneur mentality 
that I think that's why I love the 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 phrase where entrepreneurs thrive. I think yeah. it's good. Colleen, what are you um, what are you doing real estate, you know, better than anyone? I mean, what's your what's the secret to your success? Um, you know, I think um one of the things that I think I really focus on is that when I'm talking to people, whether it was when I was actively selling and it was my client, um, whether it's my clients now that I coach, I, and, it, and it's actually one of my core values is really staying in curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I do that better than anyone else, but yeah. I, it is a very strong um, component of who I am just in general. I mean, I think that's part of what's driving me to go back to school. It's like, oh, how do I do this better than I'm doing it right now? How do I get another perspective on doing this better? And so when I'm talking to somebody and they have their own story and their own ideas, um, I think being respectful of that and working hard to understand their perspective and where they're coming from and what they want. And I think, you know, coaching that mid-level agent that almost transitional level agent from that new agent to the experience. But some of them were not looking to close 50 deals a year. Right. Right. And I think there's a great place for that agent who maybe they're busy raising kids or they're semi-retired Yeah, um, and they can still benefit from coaching and they can still have a great career and accomplish the other things that they want to go do. So I think I think not imposing what I want on other people because <laughs> sometimes I think, but you can do so much more, but right. you know, if that's not what they want, then, then uh, like, it's not up to me to decide that for them. So, yeah. so I think that's kind of one of the things that I would say that I probably do fairly well. Yeah. I think that we, uh, th- and that's such a great point. Cause I think in our, in our belief that, that, you know, income is unlimited in our industry. And, uh, you know, you can be anywhere you want to be in five years. Sometimes we take our own idea of what success looks like and place it on our clients when they may not have that as their uh, goal at all. Yeah. And I think the other place that I've kind of learned that same lesson is in in coaching the realtors, um, what their main focuses for like for their lead gen. So my lead gen was through my sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And then that was about 75% of our business. We did about 15% through open houses. So I'm a huge open house believer. Yep. And we did another 10%. I think that's hundred percent. We did another 10% ish through uh, paid leads uh-huh. and through, um, through builder relationships. Yeah. And so those were our pillars of business. And so I'm predisposed sometimes to emphasize those to somebody else, whereas they may love to call expires. Okay, right. great. You know, how do I help you do that to the highest level you can? Yeah. Um, that took me a few years of, of coaching as a PC to get past, okay, but you should really do it this way. You know? Right. What are you, uh, I'm, I'm curious what, since, since you've been in school for coaching, I'm curious what some of the changes are in your practice of coaching now that you're, you know, really diving deep into, into that. I think that's one of them that I just mentioned. Uh I think stepping back out of the preconceived notion of looking at somebody and saying they can be super successful by doing A, B, C, and D and Uh saying, okay, how do you want to become super successful? 
yeah. and open the way, what does super successful look like to you? Yeah. And how can I help you achieve what you're looking to achieve? Yeah. I think probably been the biggest shift I've made. Yeah. Um, and I see, you know, I see a lot of coaching that is very coach centered. So I, I have been working very hard to make it client centered. And yeah. When you say coach centered, um, like, what does that sound like? Or what does it look like? Um, here's, here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. This is how you're going to do it. Cause this is how I know how to do it. And here's my agenda for the day. Yeah. And here's the consequences. If you don't do it, that I'm going to impose on you. Here's your accountability piece yeah. as opposed to, okay, so how are you going to be accountable for this? Yeah. Right. Um, so I think it's just kind of flipping the tables from um, my preconceived notions of what's right for somebody else to mm-hmm. helping them discover what's right for them and then helping them get there. Yeah. So, so I'm just curious. Um, I know a lot of what we call coaching today is, is really kind of like training. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, in, in fact, I, um, just this idea of the productivity coach, like you bring on a person, they've never sold us, you know, a scoop of dirt or <laughs> in their life. And yeah. um, and where do you strike that balance between the training side and the coaching side? So they need the training, obviously. Um, you know, everybody who is licensed has has been through a certain level of, of instruction and the state has deemed them knowledgeable enough to sell real estate. Right. But that does not go to actually selling real estate and having a business. Right. So they need training. They need instruction. They need mentorship on all of those things. The compliance piece, honestly, that's probably the easiest piece when it comes down to it. It's building the business and how right. to go that that's the tougher piece so that's that's imperative right so there is that element um, most of that's in the form of mentorship i think and training but i think once they get a few deals under their belt yeah and once then in for a year uh-huh. they know what to do and they still spend a lot of time going to more classes to learn how to do what to do but yeah. they actually already have all that knowledge inside of them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where the coaching evolves, but really starts to come in. And if we put more emphasis on the coaching side of things and not continuing to train people, but coaching them towards, okay, you know, what's your favorite form of lead generation? Well, I love open houses. Great. How many are you doing each month? One. Right. Well, you're not going to get there that way. Right. Um, so I think helping them realize what it is that, that they already know how to do, but mm-hmm. just getting the mindset to do that at a higher level. Sure. Yeah. I think shift from the straight mentoring training portion to the coaching portion. Right. Yeah. Colleen, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience about you or about your businesses? Um, I think that's, you know, that's the majority of, of kind of who I am and where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, I gave the, uh, just now the open house example of, you know, I'm doing one a month, well, it's not going to get you there. Mm-hmm. I think I think one thing I would like to share with, with agents in general, regardless of what level they're at, and like I said, we do coach, I don't coach brand new, but I do coach from pretty experienced agents as well. Yeah. Most of this 
if you're not getting the business that you want to be getting, it's probably not a quality issue. It's probably a quantity issue. And in most cases, if you just do a whole lot more of what you're already doing, you're probably going to get it. Um, I think that's probably the number one thing that I see is people just don't think about how much they need to be doing. If you're door knocking 25 doors a week, it's not going to get you anywhere. But I knew a couple of agents, they were up here from Florida for a while. They had built their business in Florida by knocking 2000 doors a month. Right. That's a lot of doors. Oh, by the way, the quality follows if you do the quantity, right? Right. And so what I'm hearing you say is that in your experience working with lots of agents over a long time, uh, they'll they'll spend time thinking about how to knock a door better rather than just knocking nine more doors. Absolutely. I need a better piece of value to give to the person answering the yeah. door. Well, the person answering the door is going to look at that piece of value for five seconds, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to glance at it. You need to talk to more people. If, you know, my business partner and I back in Texas, we used to do on average about a hundred open houses a year. It was right. two every weekend and we did them together. It wasn't like she did what and I did what we did them right. together. And, and that drove about 15% of our business. Yeah. That's good results. And what didn't convert into a sale went into our database for, for future business, you know? Yeah. So, and by the way, over, over a couple of years of doing that, we got really good at open houses. Yeah. But we right. didn't do a study for six weeks on how to do a good open house. We just went out and did it. Yeah. I mean, such a great example of what Gary talks about in the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book about the pottery. You know, are we going to focus on making as many pot pots as we can? Or are we going to focus on the perfect pot? Mm -hmm. And, and um, obviously the answer is as many pots as you can make. And, and I think you just really demonstrated um, what separates our absolute top producers from the rest of the pack. The top producers get into 10x effort on everything, whether it's the lead gen or um, are going on appointments or even screening candidates, you know, for, 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 for team um, uh, positions. Like they just go all out whenever they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you have the knowledge, like I said, but don't be afraid to get out there and, and just do it. Um, but do it to do a lot of it. Just more, as much as you think it's going to be necessary, do more of it. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter. You can, all, all the pillars work, right? Somebody right. out there has proven that they all work. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, Colleen, I appreciate your, um, uh, the information you've given us today. And this has been an interesting, uh, interview and I, uh, I thank you for uh, what you contribute to our uh, region in Colorado. Thank you. It's it's uh, it's great being here. It was best move I ever made. And, uh, <laughs> I love being in Colorado. I love being at Keller Williams. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, have a good one. See you soon. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.